smoking. I've been smoking all day. I've been smoking all day. I should go get my hookah. I bought a hookah, by the way. You, you bought a hookah? I bought I, a hookah. Mine is sitting here. It, I'm not smoking this thing. I bought the hookah. I bought the coal. I bought the sugar cane, nicotine-free, shisha. Like, I went all in on my stuff. Wacky tobacco. So you got, what you got? Uh, smokeless hookah? What, 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 what you going to do with just, the, uh, It's just nicotine-free, but it's made of, the shisha's made of sugar cane. I can't remember the company because I'm I'm trying it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put it to work. I got a coal, a coal burner, coconut coals, like, okay. Are you ready? Oh, man. I respect you. Yeah. I respect you. You're ready. I've been smoking all day. I was I was on all my like work calls, like mm. <laughs> you know, that's life yeah. sometimes, man. Somebody's like, Are you inside smoking? I'm like, Yeah, and it's 11 a.m. I'm I'm intense. And they were like, respect. Sorry, sorry. See, people wouldn't understand if I sat at my desk in my crib and smoked hookah. People would be like, Oh, so you're just not gonna work? Yeah. Well, I no, work. two things can be true. I can work and smoke hookah. And smoke hookah. Tell me, next time I'm going to have my wine and my hookah and my background is going to be epic. I'm prepared. So, fellas, how y'all doing? Very good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, You know, I'm just, I'm a little on edge um, for obvious reasons, but I'm, I'm good. All right, today I would like to dive into emotions. Are they real? The mind of a man, right? And I think it's very important that we dive into this because it's a lot going on out here in the world. Agree. True. It's a lot, man. It's a lot of people, emotional intelligence that's just not where it's supposed to be. And the one thing that I've learned is that there are so many emotions. If you do not have the skill set or the the language to describe what you're feeling, mm-hmm. you just you go off. It's like only knowing two musical notes and trying to play Beethoven. You go all over the place. You have no clue what is happening to you. I mean, you know, you just don't know how to describe it, and then you, you know, put it all it, over the place. It's very frustrating. Talk very frustrating, me. and I feel like it's like. Are you guys like big in the zodiacs? I just mm-hmm. looked up that foolishness ten minutes ago. I'm trying. Okay, okay. But it's mad no, I'm not into it at all. I'm not into it at all. Yeah, so, I'm not the zodiac man. It's cool. There's one thing that I always harp on. So I saw a meme about it a while back, and it was like, "Oh, cancers." I'm a cancer. Like, "Oh, cancers, it's y'all time. What y'all finna do? Cry?" And I was like, "Damn." I would like to cry. I like crying. <laughs> okay. I cry so, a lot. So you just like to clean out your tear ducts. That's all. It's healthy, actually. Yo, know, it is healthy, but like, go ahead. What was, your, what was your question, Tuesday? How do you feel before you cry and after you cry? That's a great question. I never, I shouldn't say I never know. There are certain situations where I know, oh, shit, I'm going to cry. 
I never feel ashamed about it because I'm comfortable in who I am. Mm-hmm. But there are like certain songs for sure. Like if you turn this on, I'm going to cry. And like, not only do I know it, like my family knows it. If I play Kiss from a Rose by Seal right now, it's going down. No, I won't tell you the songs because you have to trigger this man. Yeah, you're going to trigger me and I'll let it out, let it go. But it was funny. There was one night where I was like listening to like certain songs like over and over again. It was an emotional night. It was a, it was a regular night, but it was emotional for me. And my, my daughter was like, oh, are you okay? Are, are you listening to X song? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay. Okay. Things are okay. Well, but it's, it's, nice. it's, it's because I feel like there are certain things that it's triggering memories. It's triggering emotions. And like the crying isn't out of sadness. It's more so out of like an abundance of like, you know, you're feeling all these, it's, it's, it, it's memories. Um, words of songs assimilating those words to like actual things that have happened in your life and like time frames right so the crying isn't necessarily like yo i'm crying because i'm happy about this i'm sad about this it's simply like i'm feeling so much that the only way that my body can express it is is that way you know what's beautiful about that like you're the only man i've ever in my life ever her say something like that and be able to articulate it so well or be able to say it at all just to just to even express it at all is a <laughs> uh, is an interesting thing to listen to mm-hmm. i remember last week we were saying something about you know the good guys and the good guys like if odell beckham jr came out here crying everybody oh are you okay but you see josh out here crying it's like the hell is wrong man right oh no, yeah and josh <laughs> Push a big it, yeah, and like the it, that 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 phrase, the man up, right, man up, right, and it's like that does something to you. It's, it does. It's not. It's not and good. That, that sh- it's for a good. very long time. Well, not for me because I. It started. Damn, I probably say like the crying episodes started a lot later in life, hmm. and I think it's. I don't want to say it's because like I had daughters, but I feel like I was more comfortable with expressing it in that way. That makes sense. Because I had my son first. I had my son a long time. My first son a long time ago. And like, I'm emotional around him. He's emotional around me. Like as a teenager, when he and I have deep conversations, like a lot of times they'll end up in not necessarily like tears, but like emotions. Um, which I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that even he can express himself in that way. So a quick side note, you know, the pandemic happened. My son lives in Phoenix. My son's lived in Phoenix for about three or four years. So we are used to seeing him every couple of months. He'll come either to Florida or we'll go see him either in Phoenix or he's in New York, like wherever he is, we'll come see him. We surprised him. My wife and I surprised him in Phoenix and, you know, he's, I'm six foot. He's six two. He's fifteen. He's a he's a monster of a child, right? But we pulled up on him, and like his mother knew we were coming. His family knew, but he didn't know. So like we ring the doorbell. He opens the door, and like it's like a, 
big, a strong embrace, right? And then like I'm holding him and I'm like, oh man. And then like one of his younger siblings goes, oh, is, is he crying right now? And like, he like lost it, right? And I was like, man, like, I'm really happy that you feel this way because yeah. as a teenager, like you're just like you said, like it's man up. It's it's all those things until you're an adult where you're like, oh, it's already show up emotions. For him, it was like, this is not what your emotions should be as a teenager. I was like, man, like, I'm happy that you have these things that are instilled inside of you that you're okay, you're comfortable, you're doing these things because it's not a happy, sad, it's just like, this is all I have. Yeah, I am happy that you're here. I'm sad that I couldn't see you for X amount of time because we didn't see each other for almost a year. Like for him, like that was like forever. huge. It was forever. And he didn't know when he was going to see us at all. So we just pulled up and he was just like, Oh, the only thing he could do was cry. And I was like, damn, like, I'm happy that that happened to you. I do have it on video. I will never share it with anybody else. But like, <laughs> those are hit that that's that's how he expresses himself as well. And I don't think that there's a lot of males out there that have done that so early on. Yeah. There's a lot of males that do it after. Like you ask yourself, you have kids and you've been married and like you've just been through like these things. It's like crying is okay. You know, but early on it's expressing that emotion is taken away from you I believe it. you yeah. might want to do it but it, it, it's taken away it's taken away and like don't do that don't do that because it, it, it has been deemed a sign of weakness rather than the strength of, of what it actually could be yeah i definitely understand where you're coming from i know so for me I know that I'm not an overly emotional person, um, but I will say that there are things that dredge up emotion at time, times, you know? So I noticed that as I've gotten older, like moments that feel really good, like in my heart, you know? Like stuff that is like really touching and like sentimental. They just hit you a certain way now. You know, like it's not uh oh this is whack, this is corny, la la la, like yo, get me up out of here, you know, let, let, let's let's speed this up, whatever. Like those moments are kind of behind me. It's more so like I'm looking around and I'm understanding the moment for what it is. And I'm present, you know, yeah. and being present connects you in a different way than just being there, but not really being there and understanding the gravity of certain situations. Yeah. So there are times where like, I would, I'd be thinking something like really, really, touching and connected to what's going on. And I feel that knot in the back of my throat. Cause I, you know, and it's not like I'm a crier. It's just the fact that like, damn, this is really happening right now. You know, like I'm looking around and I'm just like, everybody is here and present and, and happy and just embracing the actual moment. And people aren't glued to their phone. You know, like, it, it, it's stuff yeah. like that that 
that kind of triggers something in me. But I will say, when I was 17, right before my, it it was right before I was about to turn 18, my dad passed away. So, I mean, my dad was like one of my best friends, you know, like I just understood him a different way than most people. Like there's, there's a lot that he didn't say, but I understood, you know what I'm saying? So for, for that, it was just like, ah, like I get it. He didn't have to say it, but I get it. You know, like you, he, he told stories without telling the story, if that makes sense. So it was like, um, we're at his funeral and of course I'm like, I'm broken down. You know what I mean? Like 17 year old kid lost his dad. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't even know where I go from here. So it's like someone says, you can't cry. Can't cry. You, you, you gotta, you gotta eat that. It's, it's, you'll be all right. I think those situations are different though, because what you're expressing in my mind is you being strong for what everyone deems as, you know, be strong for the family, right? Because I've been to funerals. I'm sure we all have been through, but, but it's like being on display at a funeral is different than simply going to. Yeah, but, and being but you're not trying. It wasn't like. Right. It, I wasn't like all over the place. You know, it was just like. Every time I picked my head up, I was just like, damn, you know, like it just yeah. hurt, like. Hurt, like pain, hurt, like the absence. It's a mm-hmm. it's a black space there. Now, yeah. You know, whole, like, yeah. <laughs> so. It was hard for me to wrap my head around. And, you know, you're 17 and you just don't, you don't really understand that type of stuff just yet. Mm-hmm. It does put things into perspective, though, as you move forward in life. But at that particular point in time, it's like. Well, time stops for you. Yo, it yeah. stopped for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, no. and it was like, I think sometime what ends up happening is. I do understand that, you know, as men, we're, we're looked at as uh, the species that's supposed to be emotionally stable, right? Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to mask our emotions and always have a poker face on, right? But there are times where it's like, who's going to be strong for you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, who, who where do you turn? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, it gets really frustrating sometimes because you don't know that. Like that's a that's a legit question that you can't answer because you could turn somewhere where you think that it's okay to really, you know, kind of unload some of that emotional baggage. But you know, if it's used against you. At, at any point in time, just because someone's unhappy or, you know, whatever the situation may be, mm-hmm. you know, it, 
unfortunately, it resets all the stuff, all the progress you made. It's it, it doesn't help. You know what I mean? It it help it it only it hinders you. And mm-hmm. again, you'll find yourself holding in more emotion and you're emotionally constipated, you know, and there really is nowhere to dump those feelings. It's just, it's a really difficult place to be, especially when you put yourself in the the mindset that no one's there for me, me against yeah. it. And it's not nine times out of 10, it's not you against the world, but right. people, you know, people like to paint that picture and it's like, relax bro yeah they're not it's really not you against the world yeah it's not but the the man up mentality makes it you against the world the man up mentality makes it like yo you can't show emotion because Mm -hmm. any type of what would be deemed weak emotion which is a societal construct that has been put in place which is not i won't even say it's wrong right because even your comment of men are supposed to be emotionally stable is a wild thing to say because it's like it is we're all just people right you're human why are you not allowed to feel why yeah how you're not supposed to be allowed to feel but if a male female or anything that 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 spans a spectrum i'm still going to have an emotional attachment to a situation which you should have an emotional attachment to a situation because you're a person a situation has happened and something out of that is going to come right now. How you react to it is again, your personal opinion, society's opinion. They don't necessarily need to align because that's not, that's not the normality, but what we always get into this like generalization mm-hmm. space. I'll say that. And where I have, I, I feel like I've emotionally matured to a situation where it's like, this is how I'm going to react to this situation. Like, if you're going to see me out in public, bro, like, no, nah, I'm not just like bawling my eyes out, right? Like, that's that's probably not going to happen. But like, in the in the confines of home and and, and home being a quote unquote like just comfort zone, mm-hmm. there may be situations where that will happen. But like. The same way I was talking about, like, yo, like, if I hear a song, like, I'm going to cry. But, like, if I hear that song, like, out in public, like, nah, probably not, right? Because it's not, that's not going to invoke the same emotion that I would feel in in, in the comfort of that it's not the It's not the time or place for for that, necessarily. And and you, you don't, like you said, you're not going to feel the same thing because you're not in a place that your mind registers as more of a safe space for you. Yeah, and, and, and a safe space... Only for me, not for like, yeah. yo, I'm deeming this a safe space for it to happen. It's a safe, like, it's a, it's a, it's a really wild situation. Cause again, like knowing how I am personally and emotionally, it's like, if you give me like a list of 10 places where I can hear whatever is going to like trigger those emotions, I can be like, this will invoke said emotion at this time. Like I can go through it. Right. And it's a reaction. It's a, it's a chemical reaction that's happening within inside your body. That's it's, it's a, 
checklist of things that have to happen for for you to get to that space mm-hmm. it's like it's not gonna happen all the time but it not that it can't or it can but there's so many things that have to happen in between and just going through that list itself it's a journey and it's it's great it's amazing and i know a ton of people that are probably like yo i would love to have all of these feelings that Brandon is feeling and have that release also because it is um, like a balloon almost, right? Like uh, so much is being dumped into you at the time mm-hmm. being filled up, right? But there's just no release at the end of it. And a lot of times I can come out, especially with young men and boys in the wrong way. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It comes off as anger a lot of times because they're. What else do you have? Yeah, and and you're. I'm either going to be really upset or I'm going to be angry. And and those two things are so incredibly close together, because the upset part is like I'm upset, but like I'm upset and I want to do this, but I can't do that because that's deemed as wrong. Societal standpoints. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to be angry that I can't now express my true feelings of it. Right. And then, and then it breeds off of, I'm upset that I can't do this. Upset and anger for me are completely different things. Yeah. Then it becomes more physical, more. You guys, I'm so here for this. (laughs) I have to get my hat because you guys always have hat on. I am absolutely (laughs) soaking up everything that you guys are saying. And this is so unbelievably cool because just today I had a conversation with a friend of mine that's a therapist and the conversation was around something I did to someone not recognizing the damage, what I said that even though the person responded so calm and so cool, like, eh, you know, but the, the psychological part of it, like the, the background part of it. And then we went into a conversation about emotions. Are your emotions legit and are they real or are your emotions a reaction based off of a reality that you are creating in your mind, right? If I tell you, I love you, but you know, I just, I need to figure things out. You somehow heard you've been, I've been loving you all this time and this is the best you can do. And then you create a whole different scenario when all this man or woman is saying to you is I'm scared. That's it. I'm scared. I don't know what to do because I've never been in this position before. And it's not just love. It's anything. I don't know what to do because I've never been in this position. And because you don't hear those defined exact words, you choose your reality. You react based off your reality and create emotions based on that reality. And emotions have nothing to do half the time with what's really happening. It's your subconscious. I love you guys. I do. Oh, my God. You guys are teaching me so much. Well, thank you. And I know, Josh, you had something to say, and I'll comment after you um, express yourself. Quick question. So that didn't happen a beautiful to be, hat. Yeah, that is a very, very nice hat. Too. Nice hat. I'll let you know. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the no weekend, right? Like that whole situation. Yes. <laughs> but okay. no, we can live that epic. <laughs> okay. Um, Don't look sad. It was, I let it no, go. No, 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 I, I let, let, let I let the no weekend. I go. was just. Yeah, I was just. 
curious because you know you want to follow up with your people and make sure things are cool so weekend was bomb like josh see see i don't get her off track we'll we'll have a bonus you're right you're right you are i love it i love it and then again, I, I like to throw my age in there just to prove like, yo, it doesn't matter how old you are. There's always so much to learn. The no weekend and dealing with emotions was epic, epic, right? I have a very bad habit. If somebody asks me out or to go somewhere and I don't want to go, I'm going to say no. But if a part of me is like, eh, I'd be like, you know what? Sure. Why not? But there's literally a part of me that still feels like, eh, I don't follow the eh all the time. It was a whole lot of ant. Nope. You did it. You did it. All right. And it felt great. And it felt really, really good. And then come back around and the people person wanted to have the conversation about, you know, well, why didn't you want to do this or what happened or what changed? Nothing happened and nothing nothing changed. It's just, I really wasn't into it. I wanted to do something else. I'm going to tell you guys a story. Can't wait. There was this guy. I was. Yo, Josh. Um. It's not what that kind of story. What are you saying, Josh? <laughs> She's about to tangent us, and I'm not going to let her do I'm it. I'm going to emotions I when I talk I apologize. About... No. I got okay. you sidetracked. That's my you're about, her, you're about to let her rock, and I can't. It's not. I promise. It ties into emotions, right? There was this guy. When I said I was, I didn't, I was like single forever. Not forever. I was single a while back, a couple of, couple of years ago, and I was really, really Thanks. feeling this guy, right? Thanks. And... We went out to dinner and everything was great. And I thought everything was amazing. And I had intentions of doing something else. And he said, no, I have to go. And I hurt my feelings. Did you say no? He said, he said he had to go. go. He he said, no, I have to go. I have something else that I have to do. And to me, back then I was younger, to me in my mind, it's like, why would you want to leave hanging out with me to go do something else? Regardless if it was something to do with his Nana, his kid, anything to me. He didn't care. It was just why, right? He didn't care. No, you. I'm talking about you. <laughs> he didn't you care. You with the sombrero. You. He you didn't, didn't care. <laughs> you little he the sombrero. He, went, I he took. I he took that yo nice hot nice hat comment. So now you're wearing a fucking sombrero. You see cool. what you've done? Yo, you Carol Taco you Bell. Did. You didn't care. Hey, you didn't care. Yo, you know what? I didn't. I didn't that, care. Man. I you wanted him to spend the day with me. His wife. Yes. You wondered about his existence on yes. this earth. You wondered yes. why he lived anywhere near you. You denied him access to you and your time after that because you were I offended. did. You were offended. I did. And you know I what? Apologize to the unhinged podcast. You send him, you he loved me later. But here's the thing about it, right? <laughs> that just See? goes to show you my emotions went somewhere else my mind frame went somewhere else i have a 17 year old daughter and i always think to myself what you guys were just talking about crying i do not cry in front of my 17 year old daughter Mm. i don't i grew up very very rough and very very gutter i am from the the cutters of trinidad and tobago from serrano road i grew up very 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 impoverished right Mm -hmm. so there wasn't a lot of time to cry and go through a whole bunch of emotions. There weren't people around. Like we were fighting with boys. Like, what did you say? Like a bunch of getting together, beating up boys and all kinds of crazy stuff. However, coming into my adulthood, I cry now more in this part of my life than I've ever cried in my entire life. I think I cried on Sunday more than I've ever cried in my entire life. But when you cry, do you feel it is, are you crying 
from healing? Are you crying from, I now have the space to do so? Or are you crying, man, even simply just for the sake of, I didn't get to do this before and express myself before, but now I can express myself. All of them. Okay. All of the above. And that's, that's a great answer. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm in the, yeah. like, my, my little girl, my little girl can get me, but I try not to cry in front of her too much. Mm-hmm. She's a crier. She's a super crier. Like, yeah. right now, if I don't open this door and she knocks, it's crying outside. Yeah, I have one of those too. That's like, yo, like, like all, all emotions will be shown and like they're, they're, uh, it's, hey, I'm happy or like doomsday. <gasps> yeah, Straight doomsday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, There's no in between. it's like good or like, we're there is no people. middle. Yeah. Is either happy or you don't want me to come in the room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got one of those too. And that's tough. Like, it's tough to deal with. It, yeah. it is. It is. And I have to give her the space to cry, but I also have to know when to tell her to stop. You need to stop yeah. this. You're doing too much. But for me, like Supernatural, you guys ever seen Supernatural? Supernatural. I've finished. caught a few episodes before. I've, I've seen every episode, all 17 seasons. And at the end of it, I cried. Right. That was like a, it was like this feeling, this feeling, you know what I'm saying? Braveheart. Mm-hmm. I cried. Okay. Mm-hmm. Going down from Mel. But in that same breath, whenever something happens and I still do this to this day, right? If it's a guy that I'm really, really feeling and something goes left and it doesn't happen the way I want it to happen. Yeah. I can let it go. But if there was some reciprocation and then we get into something and something goes wrong and it's like, I shed a couple of tears and then at the end of it, I always feel like, you know what? Moving on. It's different. Like you, like you just said, all the questions you asked is different times when I cry, but at the end of every single time, I always feel a lot more empowered. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, for you and for, for me, and I'm going to put Josh in this because. Josh is a G. Josh doesn't cry. Josh is a G. Yeah, no, Josh. I feel like I cry a lot, a lot more now having kids because it's like, yo, I can. I can take what emotions that I think that you would feel and I can express them differently. And again, it's still filling up that same balloon that we were talking about earlier, but you're not going to know how to deal with said emotions. Right. So me expressing this is, is taking it away from you not necessarily in front of you, but like taking it away from you. Cause I also don't like allow my kids to see me like consistently being, in that state, because it's like, I also don't want them to remember like, oh, not, and not in, I will say that not in the way of, I don't want you to think that someone should not express themselves this way, but the same way that like adults have adult conversations that are for adults. And it's, it's only in the eyes and ears of adults and being, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, filtered through the adult lens. I can do those things. And like, this is, this is how I'm dealing with it. I don't necessarily want you to have to deal with all of your situations in this same way. I'm not trying to say like, yo, your X, Y, and Z, your list of things is going to be my list of things. We're different. We're different people. Not the same, right? This may lead me to this. This may lead you to something completely different. Mm -hmm. You should not associate the two because we are not the same person. And I feel like Tuesday, what you're expressing is, is the same thing is like, you can watch something, you can interpret something and it'll bring you to this emotion that doesn't necessarily have to be the same. Your daughter can watch Braveheart. 
And instead of her like shedding a tear, being like, I feel so empowered without shedding a tear, you feel empowered with shedding a tear. Both of you have led to empowerment, but neither of you, like you both have now done something different in terms of how you're expressing yourselves within it. And that's, that's a, that's a tough situation, Josh. Like, I'm not trying to like single you out in it, but like that truly runs through my mind in terms of, yo, what am I going to allow you as a child to see? Because kids are very impressionable. And they're constantly watching, listening all the time. And you can't be that impressionable on them with every single emotion that you have, because there are things that they are not going to interpret the same that you're going to interpret. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Definitely agree with that. I mean, I do feel a little picked on, um, lonely in, in this little quadrant, but, uh, I understand. And, uh, I'll get myself a paper towel and wipe my tears, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll just, I'll turn away and I'll, yeah, I gotta use the restroom. Yeah. 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 Okay. So mm-hmm. allergies. Let's look at the other side of it, right? We're adults. Um, I think we're all, between the three of us, we're, we're well-rounded, cognitive, present, purposeful adults, right? Especially in this conversation. But for the people that are listening, um, there are still, like you guys said earlier, a lot of young men and young women who don't, or even older men and women, period, just anybody who don't know how to, who aren't, don't have that emotional intelligence, so to speak, right? They don't have that understanding. I am always, tell you guys right now, petty in real life, I'm always going to somehow end up on a side shit conversation in some shape, form, or fashion, so just get mm-hmm. busy with me, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of times, especially in relationships, like all, we're all in relationships. I know I wasn't in a relationship last pod. I'm in a relationship today. So, we mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're all in relationships, right? Mine being the newest. So I'm going to stick to you guys who have been in relationships for quite some time. And there are a lot of people that are in relationships. I saw this insane TikTok that said, um, whenever a man is pushed, right? Think about your younger days when you were as wholesome as you are today. There are men when they're pushed and they're pushed hard enough to the point where they don't feel like they have someone they can turn to. They don't feel like, you know, when you get so used to hearing you're a man, be a man, you're the man, a man is supposed to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. At times it pushes you guys to look for less in a woman or a lesser. That sounds terrible. What do you call them? High value, a lower value. It sounds terrible how I'm saying it, but yeah. for a woman at, at, at the same stature as the person that's pushing you and making you feel that way, because it's an uncomfortable feeling. And it said that a lot of guys revert to wanting to be with someone who isn't asking for as much, isn't looking for as much. Hence the side chicks who all need to get lashes in the square. Right. Mm-hmm. Hence the, the women that'll take, you know, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> He's going back to his wife. Hence all of those kind of situations. I would love to know you guys' thoughts on on that. And I'm not talking about the you now. Well, yeah, the you now, but also the younger you. How many times or how many instances have you had where you've left something or wanted to leave something that pushed you, that really pushed you and was pushing you? Seems like nagging or whatever, but it was pushing you to be who you are right now. But you chose something of lesser value just because, and it sounds horrible, women, forgive me, but something of lesser value just because you knew it wouldn't demand as much of you and who you wanted to be in that moment. That's a lot of words. But anyway. Sheesh. Um, 
I can't say that I've necessarily fallen into that because if I feel too pushed, I'm probably go- you alright? <laughs> <laughs> What you looking for? Steve, Steve is dealing with something <laughs> over there, man. You know, let's oh, talk some prayers to that young man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So my new office, I said, is in my in a, a hybrid outside-inside scenario. We're in Florida. Josh told you a whole lot of stuff, like just like, yo, a cat just walked up to my door. I don't have cats. I never like cats. <laughs> I don't like cats. And a cat just walked. When I tell you two feet away from me, like the cat looked at me like. So, <laughs> and I'm like, you're not supposed to be here, bro. And like, all right. So you might still be in here. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It, no, you're good. I'm just making no, it threw sure. me off, bro. Like because it could have been that wild turkey. It could have been a wild a, turkey, it could have been an alligator, it could have been a snake, a whole lot of things. I prefer the turkey over a cat. I'll, when you I'll live you next to Disney World, there is a plethora a whole of lot of things that could happen in between Animal Kingdom members that could Woo, just that was, wander that was over. rough. And I don't like cats. I feel like cats know that cats I don't are. like them, so they pull up on me. But go ahead. Sorry. Cats don't like cats. Gross. Does anybody here like cats? No. Can't stand them. No. And you know how, like, they're just like. I had a cat when I was a child. It tried to kill it's me. Either like this. Just look yeah. Nah, no. bro. It, she just walked up on me, looked at me. I looked at it and it was like, yeah, you look like one of them niggas I don't want to fuck with. And it, like, <laughs> that, cat, that, cat could, that cat could go to hell. Yeah. You know yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But, um, Sorry. yeah. So, uh, getting back to it, I never. I can't say that I've been pushed into a situation where it was just easier to accept something or someone of uh, a lesser, well, that had lesser standards. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I realized at an early age that that's not, that's not for me, Right. And it's very difficult for me to take a, a woman seriously that that doesn't hold herself to some standard and hold me accountable to, you know, somewhere very, very close to that high standard she holds herself. So I need to be held accountable for things I say, things I do, you know, and it, it's important to me. I can't deal with someone who's going to let me walk all over. That's not who I am. I don't enjoy that. It's not fun. And I, it, it's almost like playing, playing basketball with a little kid, you know, right? You're closer to the basket. You're going to make a layup. You know that this kid has to put the ball into his hand and shoot it like over his head like yeah, a catapult to make a shot. That shit exactly. Day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a setup. It's yeah. not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. And and then when you when you take that approach to it, you know, being held accountable for things, 
improves you. You know, it makes you a better individual. Like that's just the nature of life. So I can't really, I can't really relate. I can't get jiggy with that shit. <laughs> you know, it, that shit is just whacked. So, you know, um, when I, when I felt too pushed though, I'd rather leave and then figure out what was going on in my head because there were, t- there were so many different times when I was younger that I could not explain at all what I was feeling. Right. So when you get, when you're put in that position and you're kind of like on the spot um, and you find yourself constantly trying to defend yourself, you know, because you can't really explain what you're feeling or how you're feeling or the things that led up to, you know, X, Y, Z, it's kind of just like, it all hits you at once. And like a child, you get frustrated. And the first thing you do is pass because it's too much, you know, it's, it's too much pressure packed into one spot and it becomes combustible. So when you blow up, everyone's like, damn, like what's going on with him? Like, what's, you know, what's his deal? Like, He's always doing X, Y, Z. It's like, nah, he ain't really like that. The problem is he doesn't know how to express himself, you know? So it it, it kind of tails back into what we spoke about a few minutes ago, like being able to identify what the issues are, your pressure points, knowing yourself, um, getting more familiar with who you actually are, getting in tune with your emotional side. There are things that you have to understand about yourself. There are things you have to understand about whomever you choose to deal with. Um, you just have to, you have when, and once you have these things locked in, you got to keep them there because every time they do something, it's not supposed to set you off like you never knew. You know what I mean? And once you find yourself in a spot where it becomes too much, then you're probably going to have to remove yourself from that situation to um, figure out how to better deal with that type of stuff later. You know, if, if you encounter it in the, in the future, I know that was a lot of wordiness, but I'm still working on trying to figure out things, you know, that, uh, I need to explain or things that I need to be able to handle and stuff like that. So, I mean, therapy is help for sure. Um, It's like, you know, it it makes you more conscious, more self-aware and it helps you identify a lot of things better. So you'll be, you know, you kind of be surprised that what you learn just by, having a simple conversation about something that you thought was a feeling, but it actually isn't, or you thought was an emotion, but it's like, why are you so mad? You're, you know, you're just disappointed. Like it's okay to be disappointed. Just mm-hmm. understand what's happening in front of you and move forward. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, side chicks. Ain't what Tuesday? What? What? Well, well, I'm looking at you, though. I'm looking at you. Who are you looking at? You. 
Me? It's your, t- it's your yeah. time to shine. My time to shine. Yeah. Um, I wish I could offer a contrarian response to what Josh was saying. Have you two heard the saying like, after your first child, you, I forgot how to say actually goes, but it's like, you stop growing past that point. Or it's like, it's a, I stop growing. Oh man. I don't know. I'll find the quote, but essentially what it's saying is like, after your first child, it's obviously like it, it, it rocks your world. It rocks your world in the sense of like, you continue to be said person going forward. Right. So they take that context, they being people that we're uh, speaking to and in and, and larger groups of the world. When I had my first child, I was 17, graduated high school, went to college. One of the first things I remember, like from my first few days of college, was everyone who's entered this building, who's entered this room, is is X years old. It doesn't matter how old you are, right? But you, you've now entered into this space where like you've entered in a new space into your life. This new space in your life, we are, as, as the university, as the college is saying, is a space where you are not who you are supposed to be four or five years from now, X many years from now, right? Mm-hmm. Not that you have crossed into like this, this great realm of some type of prestigiousness, but you need to continue to grow into the crown that we are going to bestow upon your head when you've left this institution. And that always stuck with me because it was, you know, I had a child when I was super young in high schools, my senior year. And I always thought that I was like, that was it for me, right? Like it was, there's always the (laughs) before the child, after the child, especially at that time, it's there's at that point it's black and white. It was before you had a kid and after you have a kid. Understanding and knowing that that's not the case for everybody, there's still a lot more room to grow. It speaks to exactly what Tuesday is talking about in terms of that's not who you are. You can continue to grow and, and to learn, right? And, and and the saying kind of goes really into like more so the habits that you picked up. And there's a lot of people that only look at that event, no matter when they have it in life, as, well, everything is is pre my first child and, and post first child, because the, that first child changed you, changes you. But hearing that at that specific time was like, yo, you're not, this isn't you. You can still continue to grow and, and, and grow into this crown and grow growing into the crown is more of a symbolic note of like you can grow emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. Continue to evolve. Continue to evolve into into what you know we as the institution itself is metaphorically speaking, but really like you can be a better man once you've left this institution. Um, that stuck with me at that time. And I'm not sure if it stuck with everybody at the time, but it stuck with me at that time because it was like, everyone's always going to look at me. I mean, whether I'm at work, 
come you know, having conversations with friends, just people, just meeting, and like they're like, oh, well, how many kids do you have? And you tell them, and they're like, well, how old are you again? And you tell them, they're like, well, then how old are you? And then it's like again, like it's all these things, and they're like, wow, like the next question after all that, especially when they find out how old my my oldest is, they're like, well, man, like what what was that? space and time like right because that's again it's pre and post i was like well you know i was in high school and then after high school i went to college and like when i was at school like it taught me so much more rather than just this is your child and you have to do this but you have to continue to expand and, and and broaden yourself and i feel like everyone is given that opportunity but not everyone's given that avenue to grow True. Yeah, I got a given that space to do that. Go ahead. Do you think that you would be? Do you think that you would have grown at the same rate had you waited? And absolutely not. So it for so having your son while you were in high school Mm -hmm. forced you to scale vastly. Mm -hmm. You know who you were. Yeah working to evolve into yeah yeah well i I, kind of it it did it did i'm not gonna take away from like everything that my parents and oh no i'm not trying to yeah i'm not no no but what i'm that's a real thing though because i remember the day that my son's mother found out and like we were having a sit down conversation with her mother Y'all never forget this. She was like, we told her what, like, yo, we just found out this. And you're thinking again, like, this is the mother of your child's mother. And she's just like, good luck, guys. You're going to have a really tough life in front of you. Like, it was like verbatim what she said. Like, and it wasn't like, it wasn't on some like, oh, I can't believe you did. Like, it, it was none of, the, it was a very you a much real like, world answer. Yo, good luck. You guys are going to have a really tough life. And I'm, I'm sorry this happened to you. And that was it. And then she like went to her bedroom and right. that was it. She Meanwhile, like I went, when I told my mother, like I, I had to pull up my mother at work and like I went to her office and at the time like she was working at prestigious job and she was like this big person and like it's her son who's always who shows up all the time randomly right like it's like i'm walking into the office and i'm like talking to her secretary and i'm like i don't know what she's doing right now but she has to stop now yeah what are you talking about i'm like i gotta talk to her and she was like okay and she was like oh so it's like your your son's here she's like oh cool I walk in and like tell the news. I'm like, just, I say it to her and then just like collapse on her couch in this corner. Like, again, like, yeah. And she's just like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to be fine. I'm like, how can it be fine? Like, you tell me, (laughs) yeah. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't know. You're going to figure it out. And I'm like, no, I'm not. There's no way this is going to happen. But it all goes back to like, Yo, the messaging, the, wow. you've said this to me and this is your reaction. You walked away from the situation. My mother's like, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll figure it out. Figure it out. It'll be okay. We'll help you do this. And then from that, a couple months later, going to college and being like, hey, this is not the end of your road. 
Mm-hmm. You have still have to grow into this. Like no matter what's happened to you before you got here, like you're here now. You got to grow into this. You're not done. Hearing those messages makes you someone like, oh, like no, it's not. It's it's not. Hey, you're gonna have a tough life. It's no, you still have more room to grow. You still have a a, a lot of runway left in terms of what you can be and who you can be and like how this story can can end for you. So I always tell that story a lot of times, especially when I'm having conversations with anybody else about kids and family and all this stuff. It was like, it's, it's really not the end of the road. Now, if I'm talking to my son now, I'm like, no, like, don't do that. Like, this is not the right way for you to <laughs> yeah, go. That, that's not the path right? for you. And like, I've heard that conversation at the same age. I'm sure Josh, you've heard that conversation. Like, right. But these things do happen. Like, these, these situations do happen to people and to, I'm sure it's happened to you too. And it's like, you can only set people up so much, and but they are going to make their own decisions and the decisions are going to lead to other things that happen to them, right? But I think, again, the, the pre and the post is always going to be around like, what did you do after? And in and, and, and impressionable times with young adults, because I was a young adult at the time, in, in, in hindsight, still comes back to, well, what did you hear? I'm still impressionable, yeah. right? Someone, someone wrote me off and, and I don't even blame her mother for that because, you know, she had her first child, you know what I'm saying? It was, just, it was, it was circumstances, but I'm sure she probably had the same conversation with her mother or grandma. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like those things probably happened to her before, but like, thank God for like my mother to break the cycle <laughs> and being like, no, nah, you can still do all these other things that you were going to do before prior to you running into this situation, the situation has happened to you, but now like, what are you going to do after it? So hearing that like helped me like build myself up to get to the point where like, all right, well, cool. Well now I'm going to do this. Right. So when you ask like, damn, like, would you have matured? No, I wasn't matured. Like when I was in my freshman year, bro, like freshman year was, it was cool. I was away from the situation, but like, I was still sending money back home. Like I got a job as soon as I got down to it. And as soon as I could start working and like doing all that shit, like I was doing all that stuff. So like a lot of my friends were like, yo, my freshman year, sophomore year was like, we're in Atlanta. Like we're going crazy. Like it's Atlanta. Like this is when Jeezy's coming out. This is like when Atlanta's just hitting the precipice of like what everyone now is deeming as modern day Atlanta. I got tons of stories of like what all those things were. And like, I've met tons of people and was like in, in, in front of a lot of artists and not even just like music artists, but like artists and film, like everything. You was, were there from the start. Right. But I'm doing it in a sense of, well, I can't enjoy this with you guys because I got to go to work because like I got a kid at home, right? And it was a, it was a different level of, balance between you know be a 18 19 year old but also know that like you don't just get to forget about everything that's happening outside of what this small two-year window is going to be for you and it's helped me a lot and a lot of times i'm in these positions where i'm having these conversations with people that are much older than me and they're like oh yeah i have a 13, 14 year old. I'm like, great. Well, I started much younger than you. 
And I have to explain to you why I started much younger than you. And then everyone's like, whoa, how did that work out? And then you explain it to them. They're like, damn, like they asked me the same question. Do you think you matured faster? Like, absolutely. I had to. I didn't have a choice to do it. I mean, I, I sorry, I take that back. I did have a choice to. I chose to do the, sure. the opposite of running away from responsibility and, and chose to take it on and head on to do those things. Now, but your mom spoke life into you also. Yeah. So that helps. Like, you know, when somebody encourages you in a moment where you think that this is literally as bad as it could be. Yeah. And, it's, and they're like, mm, take it easy. It's not that yeah. bad. Right. Take a deep breath. Let's get through it. Figure it out. Be good. Don't worry about it. Right. And and again, even if if that was a blind comment. It worked. It worked. And most people don't even get the blind comment. I didn't get the blind comment the first time I had the conversation. I only got it the second time I had it. And then the reinforcements of everything else that came after it. She was wild. Wild. I remember picking up my high school friends and like having my baby in the back seat and I'm like nah you nah y'all be breathing hard nah it's the it's you don't get my kid asthma you got yeah but just being like yeah but again like yo I'm like yo I'm like yeah about you know I'm saying like that whole situation was that's another story um I could tell the story I guess briefly I didn't tell anybody prior to the birth of my first son that I was having a child. So let's say you're going to school, especially high school, senior year. I want to say I had my son on like a Tuesday, Wednesday. So let's say I'm in school Monday. I missed Tuesday or Wednesday and I pull up the next day. And everybody's like, yo, where were you at? And I was like, <laughs> Matter of fact, even before that, here's another funny part of that whole story. I knew my 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 son's mother went into labor. That's why I had to be like a Tuesday or Wednesday because I was in school when she went into labor. Do you guys have hall monitors at school? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let you like leave. <clears throat> it's one of the hall monitors. Love her to death. I walked. I got a text message and she was like, I'm going to labor. Walked to the hall monitor. It was like 12 o'clock. I was like, yo, Miss O, I gotta go. She's like, what are you talking? Like, what do you mean you have to go? I was like, I don't know what it is I'm gonna say to you right now that you're gonna believe me or not gonna believe me, but I need to walk past you and walk by. Like, I need to leave right now. I'm about to have a child. And she was like, I hear what you're saying to me, and I don't believe you, but your story is so wild. I'm gonna let you go. And just between me and you. <laughs> you can leave but if she's like but she's like no and like you have to come back here <laughs> if you're bsing me i'm gonna know if you're not god be with you and like whatever yeah. and i left and i came back like again just get a day two days later and my boy's like yo where was you at yesterday bro like, blah, blah, blah. and i was you go to the hospital, you get a wristband that has your name, the baby's name. Also, I was like, I don't know how to tell you guys this because I've kept this from you for nine months, but like, I had a child. And they were just like mind blown. My my uh, my son's mother didn't go to the same high school as we did, so like they didn't see her the entire at all. Gotcha. 
So coming back, everyone was like, bro, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then now it's. Yeah. Yeah. And like to this day, if you ask anybody that's in that group, it's like, I remember the day Brandon came back with wristbands <laughs> of, yeah, and just being like conceptually, it was like basketball season to like, yo, I had a lot going on, bro. And like, they were like, this, you missed practice. Where were you? And I just say it to them. And it was like, I don't believe you. And then it's like, oh, and it's like well, yeah, Birthdays all of that now, like, like coming full circle to be like, it's not the end all be all. I would never tell anyone or advocate for being, you know, young parents. But I would always say, like, if you take the situation itself and like whatever trials, tribulations that you actually go through, like there are ways for you to to, to build upon it. That's all. Yeah. It's a teachable moment. Very cool. Very cool. Emotional. And that's why I'm emotional. <laughs> it sounds to me like you had like a really nice foundation, right? Yeah, man. Blonde yeah. With, like you had like a really nice foundation. And the parallel to that is not showing up for your kid, right? Knowing you have a kid, but not being ready to be a parent. Yeah. Not even wanting to be a parent and then being forced <laughs> to be a parent and having to make a decision. Am I going to do it the Brandon way, which is the right way? Right. To be there for your kid or go the opposite route where it's like, well, you know, mom's got it or I'm not ready or I need time. So it sounds to me like you had a really nice foundation. And it's not saying people with nice foundations can't go left, but you had a really nice foundation. And I love your mom's response. Dash. Yeah. Like, all right. So I still don't know how she got there. I don't know. I I don't know how she got I think about it every day and I go, yo, if one of mine walked, I'd be like, you, like, I just. I wouldn't lose my mind. If my 17 year old daughter, I trust her so much. I give her so much shit, right? And I tell her, don't, 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 I'll kill you. I will kill you. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to stop her life because of it. I yeah. want her to know that there are going to be obstacles and you have to go through it. Oh, it's your responsibility. I'll be mm-hmm. grandma. I'll, I'll the baby stay right here with grandma and you go to college or air force or whatever it is you want to do, but it's still your financial responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's still your emotional yeah. responsibility, right? Grandma's not going to be up. I don't want to be grandma, but I'm not going to be up at four in the morning and three in the morning. Come on, get on this little flight, these flight benefits and come take care of your baby. Right. So I, I don't think there's anything in life that happens outside of death and taxes <laughs> that we really can't like work through. Yeah, I love, the, I love mom's response. I love the emotional support, and it's really, really sad that a lot of people don't have that, or less than more have that that support in general. Like I love her response, and I, you know, and not to. There are a ton of people who don't have it from um, from from that standpoint, but I feel like especially like within our communities, right? Like there are the grandmothers that they do step up and I never want to take away from other people's circumstances and situations where it's like, yo, we're going to raise the child for you in a sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. And those stories don't get told enough. I feel like they, they really don't. Right. Like 
like mine, mine happened and I come from a well-off family. Like these things happen the right way. And I thank God for all of that. Right. Like looking back on it, would my mother have wanted this? I'm sure not. I'm sure no one wants that. Again, it's more so like the, the hurt and the, even that 10, 15 minutes of breaking down, like nobody wants that to happen. And there's a ton of people in, in, in our community that take that away and like, you don't have to be that. Go be a kid. Go do the things that you want to do, right? And then come back when you're ready. I don't know. I don't know which route is the right way, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know which route's the right way. I don't think so it can right work. It, it can work with the, yo, go be a kid. And when yeah. you're ready to take care of, of, of this child, when you come into adulthood, that's just, that, that, that is what, you may that be family has off. made, yeah, has, has made it work, right? But I know that for me personally, doing that didn't sit well with me as a person. So that's why I didn't let it sit well with me. And I mean, outside of all that, bro, like, I'm my mother would tell you, like, she's the only girl. She had uh, two older brothers and one younger brother. Then she had two boys. So she's like the only woman like from generation up, generation down. So her whole mindset has always been around like um, nurturing. My, my grandmother was very nurturing. I'm cooking for everyone. I'm cleaning for everyone. I'm doing all these things for everybody else that's in the house. My mother is, is, is not a cook. <laughs> cannot cook we don't let her in the kitchen because good god <laughs> you can't be just, talking just, about your moms like that man. nah bro like if there's anything i can say my mother like she's like yo listen like i went to school i make money so i don't gotta cook like i'll take y'all out to eat wherever y'all want to eat but i ain't about to sit in this kitchen and 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 cook i'm not doing that but that 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 her love language is 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 as outside of that is outside of everything else but these things and and she can teach you about life she can teach you about economics and finance like all that other stuff right but like mm-hmm. she knows her limitations i know mine as well right like i know my i know exactly where i stand in terms of what, this is what i can do this is what i cannot do i can have conversation with you about your emotions all day long if you want me to sit down and do homework with you i don't have the patience for it yeah i'm i'm going to be that person that's like one plus one is what I, I don't have the patience for it, right? <laughs> Slap all the shit yeah. on the table. This, yeah, my mom used to, yo, my mom used to bust my ass. Yo, I could not do math. She was like, what the fuck are you yeah. writing? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I didn't bro. teach you. If you yeah. I didn't show you that. I you, You're not stupid. You're not. You're not. You're not. Stop playing yeah. with me. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm not. I don't understand I don't what you're under- saying to me. Yeah. I don't yeah. get it. What do you mean? <laughs> that into that? How, I'm, I, what you mean? You- yeah. She taught me limitations. She taught me like, yo, hey, know your limits. And it's uh, it's so subtle things, right? But I'm sure that Josh, you can talk about like, yo, like this is the, er, this is her weakness. I can give you a million strengths in one weakness. I can do that same thing for everybody else, right? it's important and again it ties all back into like the emotional intelligence of like i know i don't have the patience for that because my emotions get too high yeah i'm not sitting down with nobody doing homework yo the kids ask for homework they're like you want daddy to do it mommy to do it i'm like i'm gonna go ahead and yeah i'm just excuse I'm myself <laughs> unless you want to get yelled at for the rest of the night and i was like yo we can do that i'll yell at you all night long if you got to. yeah yo the- okay so quickly 
something that that kind of crossed my mind briefly as you um, you kind of broke down your story. B. You experienced birth, right? Mm-hmm. At at seventeen, mm-hmm. I experienced death, mm-hmm. right? Your experience led you to blossom kind of earlier than it than you than you wanted to perhaps right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or earlier than expected the way that i internalized what i uh, understood at that point in time forced me to harden my shell Mm -hmm. and kind of close off and be more reserved uh in the emotional realm Mm -hmm. right so it's just like it's crazy how two things can like mm-hmm. affect you know people like and mind you I didn't know you at seventeen mm-hmm. so we are two people two different parts of New York mm-hmm. experiencing the exact opposites yeah and you like if if you can see anything, it should, it should tell you that getting in tune with your emotions is extremely important Yeah, because yeah. it can that set is. you for, it can set you up for life, mm-hmm. literally, you know what I'm saying? Or it could slow down the road, slow down the pace at which you mature. Right. And it could slow down the pace at which you understand things. And it could slow down the pace at which you process and 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 really retain information. It it does a lot to a to the psyche of a person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it was just like a. I don't yeah, know. It's like a, a. It's a it's a great point a little, because there's those two things are it's, it's it's the circle, but it's also like it's 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 pre and post. Yeah, it's like, damn, you went through that? And then you're like, damn, you went through that? You know, yeah, like, right. But those two like extreme scenarios, we can show, and I include Tuesday in this as well, like, we can show, like, yo, you don't have to go what I would consider like, not even the bad route, just the, the opposite route like you can go a positive or negative route right like you can you can you're saying harden right it, but you're hardening into like it, it hardened me but like i became more aware of your awareness went do, up yeah. what you need to do as 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 a young man growing up right we chose the same path in terms of the hardening right now how our emotions have tied into that is like you became more hard. I became a little bit more soft because now I have like someone else to think about. You have someone that you have to think about, but think about them in, in, in the past tense. Mine is like more present tense and, and future looking. Yep. We chose the latter to be like, well, I'm not going to just like clam up. Things aren't just going to like cave in on me. And this, this, this extreme hardship because having a child at a young age is like hardship. Like it's difficult. It's, it's, it's not easy. There's nothing easy about that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Losing someone, there's, there's nothing easy about that, especially someone so close to you in your formidable years. I, I truly, 
truly can't imagine what that would be like for me. And when you told me that the first time, I was just like, yo, I that shook me, bro, because my father was around, but he wasn't like around all the time, right? Like I grew up with my stepfather and I always say like, I've had a better relationship with, like, with my biological father in the last 10, 10, 15 years, give or take, than I ever had with him early on. And my brother is six years older than me. And they don't have a relationship damn near at all. And it stems from his loss of a father and his vulnerable early early years were like I never lived with my father my brother lived with my father for years that he remembers in the experience loss in the household I didn't have that experience of loss I only remember my mother and my stepfather being together so I grew up under my stepfather who's a military like super just like strict and stringent like my my father and my my um my father and my biological father, because I don't even call myself out like this, my father and my biological mm-hmm. father could not be more like different in terms of how they are as, as people and, and how they interact with me, with other men, other women, and not that either one is right or wrong, but they're just so incredibly different. One is like super structured, stringent, and all these other things. The other one is just like, Bro, I'm just like a cool salesman, and that's just like that. That's that is my persona. Like everything it is is just like I'm just selling a dream for forever. Like you get my my biological father into the room, bro. He'll be your best friend as long as you're in front of him. Once you leave, you don't exist. My stepfather is the exact opposite. It's like yo, you might not rub me the wrong way while we're like in the conversation but like whatever you're going to say to me and however you're going to interact with me i'm going to that's going to stick with me like forever like he'll say one sentence to you and it's like that's it like i've met this man one time and i feel like i've known him for a lifetime but the other one is like i've met this man one time and like i don't remember a goddamn thing he said but <laughs> if i ever saw that man again like i love it yeah. it's, it's it's nuts damn sure is and I, I tell them both to their fucking faces. <laughs> and they know this because I'm very like, I'm, I'm direct with them. I'm like, yo, you are this, you are that. This is, you both molded me to who I am today. You're different. And I love you guys for, for different reasons and for different moments in my life. But I, I kind of, I, I sway in the middle in that I'll, I'll butt heads with both of them, but then also like we'll both, We'll get along together. It's all, it's again, it's formidable years, it's formidable stuff. And when I talk about my older brother, who's great, but he's just like my father is. You're in front of him, best guy in the world. Once you're gone, you're not in my purview. Yeah, you know, he's got other things going on, and that's it. Like, you don't exist outside of his world. Tough. Well, I love. This was all about you guys and emotions wow. and learning and listening. This was great. Like appreciated emotions from the main emotions from the yeah. couple emotional mangoes. Speaking from, I'm gonna listen to some music and go cry for a little bit. 
Yeah, man, go clean out your tear ducts. Um, huh? I hope it's not like oh, Cisco or some shit. Nah, it's worse than that. I'll send you a playlist. Like dreams from like Ben Halen or something. <laughs> he listening to Marilyn Manson when you get off this. What? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the Steel Cries playlist. And you'd be like, yo, what is this? And you listen to be like, all right, I get it. Can you play an instrument? Do I play an instrument? Yeah. Nah. Oh, okay. Why do you think musicians are the only ones that can express themselves? No, I, just, I just see you with a saxophone <clears throat> something like a, like a saxophone. Saxophone steel. <laughs> something just, you know, like Kenny Ging it out and shedding a tear and then back to the, you know. Nah, but if I put some headphones on, I'll sing the hell out of a song, though. Oh, favorite song? To sing? Uh. Ooh. Karaoke is happening right now. Which song is your go-to song? Yo, do you really want to know that my... All right. Damn. Y'all going to be tripped out. My favorite karaoke song to go to is um, Backstreet Boys, I Want It That Way. We were still recording. So I don't know. If, uh, um, that's my that's 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 what I'm singing, bro. We can really just wrap it up right here. Yeah, no. We can. Not Josh, I, I hear karaoke you. song. Yeah, Maybe. I don't hear yours. The go-to karaoke song. Niggas in Paris. Duh. <laughs> what you mean? I'm going crazy. I might jump on a couch. Yeah, I'm going go-to karaoke. Yeah, I know. So, like, I have so many Jay Z lyrics locked into my brain. Yeah, but that's see, no, but that's not see. You're 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 critiquing me after singing the Backstreet Boys. No, 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 no. I feel I'm not critiquing you, Josh. You're trying to back me into my emotional. When I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm going karaoke, I'm going outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, Josh, what's a song you sing? Sing, man. Niggas oh, not in, you're not singing niggas in Paris. You're not. No, nigga. Unless you're oh no, it's not. You're not singing the hook the entire song. They sing it, bro. That is a part Who, of no nigga. The dream is singing. I'm yeah, and then you rap the rest of it. No, nigga. I get my singing bag. I'll be on a fucking couch. Bro, like, why can't I be a star? When you can I, be a star. I don't you think cannot you sing niggas in Paris. You can't sing niggas in Paris. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can. Next. I remember I did that shit, and my man was like, yo, I thought this was Usher. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted that way. I didn't realize that. Flipped it. Like, yeah, you couldn't be more wrong. What's yours, Tuesday? Believe it or not, train drops of Jupiter. I gotta, yeah. I got to see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's my go-to. Train drops of drops Jupiter. Of I mean, what, what do they even say? I got to go. they say anything in that? It's so 90s. Anything 80s, I'm with. But that song, that song, and for whatever reason, Bruno Mars has, um, what's that song? Something on the floor, uh, something on the floor, Versace on the floor. Those two, knocking it out the park. Come on, Versace. All right, anything Bruno Mars is a whatever, man. Yo, 
Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Give me a microphone. Book me for your wedding. It's going down. Mic'd up, man. Niggas in Paris, bro. We taking over. I would really like to see niggas in Paris as a character. Because you're not going to get that at most karaoke events, my guy. Well, you'll get it from me. Well, Josh only goes to Blacks only karaoke. Uh, Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Nothing wrong with Black karaoke. There's nothing wrong with Black karaoke. I enjoy Lil Hood right karaoke. See? I, oh, I I I go crazy some future too because super future be good. Oh, but yeah, but <laughs> you getting that shit up. Yeah, yo, why, I don't, I'm not a singer, count, bro. They don't count. I'm not yes, a singer either, bro. He, you gotta get drunk he is a person too. You, you can sing the future though. Yeah, I, I take that back. You can sing. Oh, man. Super future. Yeah, you can sing the super future. You know what I'm saying? But Especially with Tuesday's hat on. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wonder like, where you got that from. It does look it does look very Hendrix-like. Look like a top man special right there. I think I seen that in a video. Mm-hmm. What you was your no weekend turned into a, all right, maybe. Nah, it was not. <laughs> you know what? We see we yeah. might, I'm not even about to get into this tonight. I'm not, nah, because we were doing really well with like expressing yeah, our I said no to somebody. Somebody not got it. The no got me in trouble. I'm going to go try to fix that. But. That no got your ass in the whole relationship. What are you saying now? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I talked a lot. I'm sorry. I no, no, no. No. You need to get that off. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but that's. Emotions. Where my, a lot of my emotions come from. All these things have happened in the past. That's dope. If I can leave one tidbit of, of, of a glimmer of hope for the others out there. It's like. Situations will happen can't stop it you can mitigate risk all you want that's all i do all day long mitigate risk what happens after you before and you're after like you can come up with a plan it's gonna be positive it's all about how you frame it up and that sounds very cliche but it if you learn anything from my experiences josh too you can you can take them and, and you can turn it into something that's positive so yeah i mean as a final thought for myself, don't don't judge people from their worst moment mm-hmm. and give yourself grace. Yeah. You can always, it's going to sound cliche, but I don't give a shit. You can always overcome. You know what I mean? In the darkest rooms, some light finds a way to sneak in. So, you know, sometimes shit might not be easy, but it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. If it it was easy, then, you know, there wouldn't be anything to gain from. So, dug it out. Figure that shit out. I think my my takeaway from this whole thing is always going to be about giving yourself some grace. And just knowing that it Murphy's Law, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Taken from both of you, give yourself some grace and do your best to mitigate risk, but you cannot mitigate all risks at all times. So grace is so important in finding your balance and don't run from your emotions. 
especially for my fellas out there, like now that we're coming into this time when we're having more conversations about how you feel and recognizing that a man that cries or is expressive doesn't mean he's weak. We mm-hmm. are human. We're all human. So give yourself the grace, the space, mitigate the risk, take the time with yourself and allow yourself to feel what you feel. Don't stay in the funk, but allow yourself to feel it. Respect your emotions, respect how you feel and just recognize when it comes back around because life is a circle. Everything comes full cycle every time. That's where I stand. She can't say much better than that. So with those things being said, our sentiments being shared, we sincerely hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Unhinged. We love y'all. Fuck y'all. Have a nice night. (laughs) Bye.